Do you think that having your husband or wife as a business partner would never work? Well, today we've got a married couple who've built a seven-figure Amazon business. Tell us how it's worked for them all the way from down under. Fair dinkum. Do you want to see how your listing or maybe competitor's listing rates as to best practices for listing optimization? Or maybe you want to compare a group of ASINs or Amazon products to see how they compare to each other. Maybe you want to see within seconds the top keywords for a single listing or a group of listings. You can do that and more with the Helium 10 tool, Listing Analyzer. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash listing analyzer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Series Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we're talking to some people across the world. And like I did a few weeks ago, this is an episode I'm doing like at about 11 o'clock at night. And the last one, I was in my uh, my Japanese robe, my uh, yukata, because that's usually what I wear at 11 p.m. at <laughs> night. But now uh, I'm sporting this uh, sporty hoodie because uh, if some of you podcast listeners out there might remember Celine Dior, who's been on the podcast a few times well, one of her brands is Vitae Apparel, and she was kind enough to send me. But Vitae Apparel, guys, she actually finally made clothes for that that goes for guys too. So, uh, V I T A E Apparel. Um, I don't, I, I don't get this is not an ad. This is not a hashtag ad, everybody, because I don't get any commission or anything. But this is like the comfiest hoodie I've ever had. But anyways, uh, we have two guests from around the world who have never been on the show before. Uh, I, like I said, Celine's been on a few times. So why don't you uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves? Yeah. Um, thanks so much, Bradley, for having us on. We are a husband and wife team. Um, our names are Aiden and Alexandra. And yeah, we live in Perth, West Australia, and we're FBA sellers. Yes. And that is part of you know what she said is why I had them on, because I like highlighting different dynamics in e-commerce. You know, I have had married couples on here before. I've had you know two brothers. I've had two sisters. I've had father-son combos on, on the podcast. And so, you know, a question a lot of people have is like, man, can it really work if my spouse is involved or we just get in each other's nerves and anything? But it's actually interesting how you guys even came on my radar. You, um, uh, I'm saying this in front of her husband, you slid into my DMs on Instagram. But <laughs> th- th- it'll be okay, guys. Th- th- this is this is not uh, a bad story here. But but tell me uh, the story around that because I, I think it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. So we actually were, we've been longtime listeners of the Helium 10 podcast, like literally since we started selling on Amazon back in 2019, um, which really isn't that long ago, actually. But anyway, um, so we are also partnered with a company called 8Fig for our financing. And we listened to an episode where Bradley, you had interviewed Dana and she mentioned, and this was, I think this might've been last year. It would have been last year in 2020. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And she was telling you a story about how there was this couple that is partnered with 8Fig and they live in Australia. And basically like we had an incredible Q4 in 2021 and really attributed that to like not ever having to go out of stock. Anyway, we listened to the episode and we were like, is that us? That has to be us. And, um, and then a couple months after we had heard that episode, we were, talking about going to a seven figure 
Amazon seller retreat in Bali, the one that's upcoming in June. You guys and- only do things around figures, eight fig, seven fig. And like, oh, what's yeah. I'm going to go ahead and start a six fig company and then you'll definitely sign up, I guess, huh? Yes. Yes. Um, that's an interesting pattern. <laughs> yeah. That's a good pattern to have, I guess. Um, so yeah, we heard that Bradley, you were going to be coming to the retreat and we more than likely won't be able to make it just due to timing things anyway. So we were, I'm sorry guys, we're going to have to cut this podcast short. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm very disappointed. You guys can't come. I mean, it's, it's in your neighborhood guys. I mean, um, I know I think you can bring kids and everything. I mean, what a perfect, you know, romantic, uh, second honeymoon, Amazon conference. Come on guys. You can make it. But, But for the rest of you guys who are wondering what we're talking about, um, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but you can go to h10.me forward slash Bali, h10.me forward slash B-A-L-I. It's going to be a cool conference that it'll be my first time in Bali and my first time with this conference. All right. Now, Aiden, let, 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 let's uh, let's start with you. Let's let's take it a little bit farther back. Like, where were you born and raised? And tell me tell me about your life story a little bit. Yeah. Thanks, Bradley. I know my wife does talk a lot, so <laughs> I don't really get uh, an opportunity. And I am going to, my next question is like why your accents are so different, but but l- let's just keep it with you for a, l- a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah. So an easy story um, is, you know, Alex is American and Australian. And so, um, yeah, born and raised in Western Australia. So I grew up in a little uh, farming community four and a half hours north of Perth called Mullawal. And my parents are farmers and basically, um, yeah, grew up my whole life here and only spent a couple of years outside of the state. But yeah, and now we uh, live in Perth uh, full time. Okay. So um, as soon as you graduate, I don't know what you guys call it over there, but we call it high school over here. Like as soon as you graduated high school, did you just start working immediately back on the farm or did you go on to university or what did you do over there? Yeah. So I actually pursued... um, a career in the sporting world. So I was a semi-professional athlete in Australian rules football and I did okay. that for 10 years. And then sort of, uh, is that something that you do in high school? Like they have high school teams, um, over there and then, and then you get scouted later or how, how does that even work over there? How do you yeah, get to that level? That. Yep. Basically okay. that. So, um, you play in the local leagues and then, you know, as you get older, then you move into, um, the, the state competition, if you're good enough, and then from the state competition, mm-hmm. you can be, you'll be drafted into the um, top level. But um, so for ten years, was that your main income? Uh, no, that and working uh, apprenticeships, and also in the um, sort of sales realm of of work. So um, yeah, I spent probably or oh, seven years in the trade industry and then i spent probably three ish years um working in sales so yeah that's a little bit of a change i'm just still trying to understand how you would get a chance to meet somebody american so so maybe uh alex if you can f- uh, figure out how, how you met this uh apprenticing australian rules footballing uh person in the middle <laughs> of australia being an american yeah So we actually met when I studied, well, kind of met when I studied abroad in 2011. So I went to university in the States. I born and raised in Chicago um, and studied abroad in Perth in West Australia. 
just for a semester. And I became really, really close friends with Aiden's older brother, who's obviously. Oh. Not- <laughs> 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 this is going to be. Wow. Okay. This is one of those stories. Okay. I see. <laughs> um, yeah. It's totally not like that. Um, but yeah, okay. so my, my now brother-in-law, um, people ask us that all the time, mm. by the way. Um, yeah. So we, it was like a group of us that all stayed really close that semester after exchange and, and yeah, Kurt and I just stayed really close friends and I knew of Aiden and like always had a crush on him from afar, but it was like, Oh, he's my friend's hot younger brother. He lives in Australia. It would never happen. Blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. and then in 2016, Aiden was traveling in throughout the U S and Canada and to, with Kurt, um, and yeah, long story short, I was living in Seattle at the time. Um, and what, what were you doing for um, work at that time? So I was in fashion merchandising and buying. So um, okay. I started my career working for Abercrombie Corporate in Columbus, and then moved to Seattle, where I actually worked for Amazon headquarters as a buyer, mm-hmm. um, and then worked for Lululemon in Vancouver, in Canada. Um, before moving to Australia. But yeah, so Aiden and I met while he was traveling and I had said uh, like a few weeks before Aiden (laughs) slid into my DMs, um, (laughs) I had, had, Kurt and I were like going out with some friends and I was like, oh, I've always had a crush on your little brother. Um, You would love to have me as a sister-in-law. And it was like totally a joke. And then like we went out Mm -hmm. and never talked about it again. And now we're related. (laughs) Yeah. Married two kids. Yeah. (laughs) Brother-in-law. Awesome. Yeah. Now, what was the decision? Like, was it like a not even discussion at all where you guys would live or like, like it had to be Australia or was there any discussion like, all right, we got to take this relationship to the next step. We got to kind of, you know, be together instead of long distance. How, how did that decision make uh, America versus Australia? So we were long distance for two years before okay. I moved and it was kind of always, I'm so sorry to my family who's maybe listening, but we kind of always were like, we're going to live in Australia. Um, it's just like, it's such an incredible quality of life here. Obviously you can get an incredible quality of life in the U S too, but lived in both countries. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's so much easier to be an entrepreneur here too. Um, but yeah, at the time you were still playing football and I didn't want you to have to give that dream up because you can only play that sport here. So yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Now you, uh, you, you finished football, I'm assuming. And then what were you guys doing to sustain yourselves then? You know, because, you know, a bachelor sure can, can, can get by doing this and that, but you know, once you start a family, um, you know, you you need, you need, you need at least one, you know, full time, regular job, whether it's the wife or the husband. So like, how did you guys, uh, what did you guys do for, for money in the beginning? We got a, yeah, I suppose it's quite a unique situation. We were living in Adelaide at the time um, and we thought, you know, like I was, I was grinding away, grinding away in the sales job and, you know, it was some really good opportunities through there but you could tell it was going to be more and more taxing. Um, and we'll, we sat down with each other and thought, what life do we want? Um, how do we want to live it? And, yeah, went through like this whole list of like who we want to be and what do we want to achieve and, how do you want to feel in life and all those type of things. And, um, you know, we end up coming out like uh, time is really important to us. Um, and with time, you know, how do you get more time? Um, so then we sort of, from that, we said, okay, well, I'm ready to finish up uh, playing sport. 
you know, I've had enough, I'm all done, I'm not going to the next level. And then we said, okay, we need, where do we want to live in Australia? And then that was the next step. We ended up moving back to back to Perth um, or back to Western Australia. And then we said, we really want to be entrepreneurs. That's what that gut feeling is. That's where we want to be. We started Amazon. We really need to like go fully into it. And um, yeah, we actually moved to my parents' farm um, at slash holiday house in Jelton. And yeah, we lived there for eight months. Yeah, we lived there for eight months with the intention of basically like just focusing all in on our Amazon business and um, yeah. And So did, did that come from because you work at Amazon and you knew what people were doing or, or, or how, did, how did that, you know, because that's, that, that's not, you know, in, in our world, probably all our listeners like, you know, selling on Amazon is like a no brainer, but yeah. you know, that's not necessarily a common thing that couples are like, Oh, you know, let's sell on Amazon. Like they don't even, I would say 95% of the population doesn't even know exists. So yeah. is that where it came from? Because you knew, you know, cause of your experience with Amazon? Sort of not really that more just reaffirmed it. So when I moved mm-hmm. to Australia, it was August, 2018 and we were already pregnant with our first daughter. Um, and I kind of just like, we both kind of just knew that we were like Aiden said, going to be entrepreneurs. And when we were living in Adelaide, I must have like clicked on some ad for a course. And so like all these webinars started popping up and I just went mm-hmm. to a couple like courses, how to sell on FBA, Amazon, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then that's what clicked in my memory of like, oh, right. Like this is a thing that people do um, back from my corporate days. And um, yeah, we like we built the business while we were our first year as parents. Um, yep. Yeah. And yeah, it's sort of just super unknown like i was working on uh, my parents farm so we could have income to let this entrepreneurial like venture uh, sort of come about and see like what mm-hmm. it was what was going to happen um and the more we went into it the better it became and then it sort of reaffirmed like okay well this is the, the direction we need to head in so and then through the course that we actually yeah. first bought to learn how to sell on Amazon, they like we shared our success story with them and they brought us on as coaches and consultants. And so then when we moved off of Aiden's parents' farm um, after those eight months, then that became our living income while we were still, um, yeah, still building the business. So, so I mean, yeah, it takes it takes a few months to get, to get, you know, to really get started. I mean, yeah. let alone make money. I mean, just to yeah. develop products. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming you started in Amazon USA. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. Okay. So then from that time you decide to start selling on Amazon, you know, we're talking months before probably you launch your first product. Yeah. So were you still just do Did you have money saved up? Or are you still doing like side jobs here and there? Or how did you guys survive? That was when Aiden, so we started learning at the end of 2018 and all of 2019 that's when Aiden was doing his sales job and a professional athlete. Then we moved to Perth. Ah, Then we moved to Aiden's parents' farm. And that was when we were like, the focus is to basically minimize living expenses. And Mm -hmm. like, like what What kind of farm is it? Just curious. Yeah. So it's wheat and sheep. Um, It's like, it's what? Wheat and sheep. So grain and sheep. So, oh, okay, okay. So, okay, okay. I I thought you were talking about a specific kind of sheep. I was like, I've never heard of that uh, sheep. It's it's two different things we're talking about here. Okay. You see, you see uh, uh, Alex, you got you to gotta translate a little bit uh, here for yeah. me. This, yeah. <laughs> okay, I got it. All right, cool. Yeah, specifically cool. it's grain and sheep, and they own about five farms in the region they're in. Um, 
so yeah, about twenty thousand acres yeah. of of nice. farmland. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys still selling the very first product that you launched? Yes, we are. That that's count yourselves. Uh, that's a that's a blessing right there. A lot of people, you know, they they usually fail on their on their oh. first uh, on their first product. So hang on, that's a lie. No, we're not. Yeah. Our first product launch okay. was a total failure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I wanted. See, <laughs> yeah. either way, it was. It, 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 that's why I like that question because either way, there is no bad answer here. So yeah. all right, that's even better. Uh, tell me about this terrible product launch you guys did. Yeah, see, we've even forgotten about it because we've just moved on. Um, you block it from your memory, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Every bad experience yeah, yeah. is block it. Um, yeah, so that, we launched that product end of 2019. Um, and it was a total flop. We really did not do, you know, like high demand. Since, since you're not selling anymore, can you tell us what it is? Yes, we can. It was, have you seen those pink rose quartz jade rollers? It's a beautiful yes, product. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I know exactly what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So they're super saturated now. I mean, yeah. they were super saturated it's, it's when we launched. No, I'm saying. Yeah. And I thought that I could create a point of difference because we sell a private mm. label. I thought mm-hmm, that I could mm-hmm. create a point of difference around it by adding a lavender silk like eye pillow with it. So it's like a like mm. a beauty ritual experience. And and also like, you know. When we went back and looked at the data, it had really, really strong conversion, like really strong conversion. So I think I just didn't do an, a good enough job learning SEO, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah. Our experience was we had no experience. So it was just trial and error. And, and yeah. now we look back at it. I, back then, I reckon we could have hacked it. But now, you know, like then when we started, it was like, yeah, like I don't even know how that we even – got that thing to our photography was horrible oh. we did it ourselves we did all the things you're not supposed to yeah. do <laughs> we just, yeah yeah how, how much would you say you lost though because you know like i always say that you know sure you might lose a, a little bit but you know obviously the experience is 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 priceless but you know you invest ten thousand dollars it's not like you lose ten thousand dollars you know all the time because you know you still sell you know maybe you lose money on profit but like did you ever calculate how much money you lost on that We've honestly never calculated it because to us, it's like, that's a waste of time. <laughs> because, oh, okay. So see, that's important to me because that, what that tells me is that you guys, it probably wasn't even on the conversation to like give up at that point. No. You know, like, you know, the people who start calculating, oh my goodness, I lost $7,333 is, you know, those are the people who know exactly how much they lost. It's like, Hey, we're, we're not going to go forward with this product doesn't matter how much money we lost. We know what we did wrong. Let's keep going. I, I like that. I like that uh, mm. attitude. So then you, you 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 started over and then your next product, uh, what did you do something different about how you chose the niche that you're going to get into, how you launched it? What was different about product number two? So product number two was the product that laid the foundation for our whole business and we built our brand around it. Um, it honestly was just a product that intuitively I just kept going back to. And then when we looked, because we, for our brand, we are the customer. Um, and that's really lucky. Like not a lot of people get to like mm-hmm. luck into that. Um, and it was just something that we noticed was missing from the space. And we verified it with our coach at the time. And she was like, yeah, go for it. Um, now it's super saturated. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was, just something that we as consumers knew was missing on Amazon. Hmm. Okay. All right. So then a uh, little bit more data driven, you know, 
maybe hopefully paying more attention to helium 10 and the keywords and which ones to focus on and things like that. Yeah. Um, now, you know, let's just fast forward just, a you know, uh, fast forward to today or, or last year, you know, we, we just ended a few months ago. What did you end 2022 in, in gross sales? Yeah. So we roughly, yeah. So we ended in 1.2 million. Uh, awesome. So yeah, first year we did a hundred thousand second year, um, 700, just over 700 and, last year went to 1.2 um it, it's just amazing because like the more we grow as individuals the more the business grows yeah totally so yeah excellent now is this all in all these sales you're talking about is this all in the usa marketplace you selling any other marketplace or a website or anything like that no just all us okay. um we we built out omnichannel um to shopify but that hasn't we haven't really got that going yet so okay uh but yeah 99.99 percent last year was uh us amazon now are you still putting in time and in, in, in farm work as well um i like to keep my finger on the pulse because i'd love to put our some of our wealth in land in farming mm-hmm. land so uh, every year we like to go out we'll go and help out for a couple of weeks put in some crop and then you know sort of ground in uh, have a refresher with yeah. our yeah. brain and our business. And, like, it's amazing sitting on a, a tractor or just being out in the fresh country air really brings in new ideas. Mm. That's where they should be doing the seller summits. And <laughs> Come to the farm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, I just have this, you know, especially since your romantic story, if you had lived in America, you guys totally could have met on FarmersOnly.com. Oh. <laughs> we got <laughs> You don't have to be lonely. It's <laughs> farmers only. Okay, I don't know why I'm thinking of these commercials now, but uh, they don't. They don't have that in Australia. I don't think. Well, no, they, there's a show. Farmer meets. Uh, sorry, farmer wants a wife. Yeah, there's a. Are you serious? Dead serious. Oh my goodness, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, you know the reason I was asking is just like. So, so, but the main income now is that Amazon, you know, for like your your family, or is it still other things? Yeah, we choose to keep probably about 95% of the money in the business, the money from the business into the business. And we just mm-hmm. take our um, part at the end uh-huh. of the year, but the rest comes from coaching, consulting, consulting. Okay. Different parts. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Basically how we see it, Bradley is um, the faster we grow, the faster we can reach our goal. So the more money in the business, we can build more products. We can build out Shopify. We can do all those things that, where our brand is going, but if we take too much away from it, then it's a slower um, yeah. progression. Yeah. Tell me about the makeup of of the day to day operations of your Amazon business. I mean, this is a you know seven figure business. Um, not your main thing. You know, you got some farming work you're doing. You got consulting that you're doing. You have two kids. You've got a family. You know, th- there might be people out there. All right. Well, well, what's hot? You know. Wondering how you guys juggle all that. So, so like, how, can you break it down? I don't need to know every single task who does what, but can you kind of break it down how you guys uh, divide and conquer, as it were? Or maybe you have staff, et cetera? Yeah. So the two main things that we outsource are PPC and account management. Um, we outsourced PPC when we started getting to, like, 30K months in revenue. Um, we just realized there's other experts that can, like, take that branch and run with it. And then everything else, everything else we do. I mean, we have contractors that do our photography. We write our own listings. Um, we look at analytics, but like 
Yeah, it's a really nice role division that we have. I would say like Aiden is definitely CEO. Like he, we always joke like Aiden can drive the ship and I can't. Or the but tractor, I we should say. Yeah, or the tractor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I could help build it. So it's like I'm kind of the creative um, numbers, analytical, like that piece of the puzzle and, and like putting together, yeah, just our creative content creative design for products. And then Aiden works with our suppliers and essentially is like COO, um, Mm -hmm. basically. Suppliers, logistics, inventory, um, and then basically like high level thinking of where we're going with the brand. Mm -hmm. So, And then I annoy my wife every two seconds of the day (laughs) to tell her we should be doing this or we need to move in this direction. What happens when, you know, anybody who's been married uh, knows that you don't always agree on everything, but you know, whether it's partners or whether it's married, you know, whether your partner is your, your, your spouse, how do decisions get made when there's like a path that one person wants to take and somebody, you know, the other person wants to take a different path. Do you want to do that one or? I think it really depends. We fight to the death. (laughs) Sometimes. sometimes. And I never win, Bradley. Honestly, it depends on like how well I'm looking after my mindset. If I'm being super honest, like if I'm doing like a crap job at looking after my mental health and like my emotional stability as a person and as a woman, um, I'm harder to to work with. And I know that. Um, so I think like we just have very intentionally curated times throughout the week where we make sure like, Hey, we're talking about like all the PC things during this time. Or like, um, we're talking about all of the high level vision stuff during this time and just making sure that we always like actually on the calendar have an invite to like a container to make sure that important stuff gets talked about. Yeah. I think that, I think you learn along the way with entrepreneurship that when you are building a business or you've acquired a business or whatever you're doing, that it it does integrate into your personal life, um, no matter how much you try and not let it. And I think you just got to be a bit more flexible of how it does flow in and flow out um, and just making sure all parts of your life are sort of that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think people don't really quite get that, you know, that's like you're kind of like your wealth generator and you're working as a team to build that wealth generator and it has to cross over a little bit to the personal life. So, you know, I think we've just learned that um, when we need space, we need space. When we don't need space, we, you know, <laughs> keep the flow going. But, yeah, I don't know if that okay. makes any sense. But no, no, that's good. That's good. You know, I think the reason why, I mean, not the main reason, but one of the reasons, there's many of them, you know, why – the majority of people in the Amazon space, men or women, are usually just in it by themselves. Is is sometimes they're like they're like, oh no, my my girlfriend, my significant other, uh, my husband, my boyfriend, whatever. You know, like there's no way we you know we would just fight all the time. Or like I I don't I can never run a business with them. But you know this is proof, guys, that it, it can you know it, it can it can work. Um, taking it back a little bit to, to, to some helium tens. Favorite helium ten tool or strategy that you guys uh, use on your business. Oh, Cerebro is the best. Yeah, by far. Yeah. Yeah. Cerebro just tells you all the, the whole story. Love it. Love it. And you said you've, um, you know, been li- you avid listeners of the podcast. Any favorite guests that you've had or something that was game changing for you guys that you heard uh, from somebody that we had on the show? 
Yes, I love listening. I can think of like two instances where we just like got this really literally game-changing piece of information. One, when we needed a new supplier for that first good product that we launched. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like an episode from like 2019 or 2020. And um, I think it was, you had, I forget who this, who it was, but he took you through the method of how he uses Alibaba to find quality suppliers. And that- That was Kian. Yes. 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 Um, that changed everything for us. We find all our suppliers using that method. Um, and, and then the second one that I could think of personally was talking about FBM, um, back when, cause our products are non-essential. Like if you remember back in 2020, the non-essential inventory freeze, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we just learned a lot of really good pointers from that episode. Uh, yes. Yes. I love FBM. Most personally, uh, I, I'd probably listen to an episode every two to three days of yours um it for me because i came from a completely different background where i was you know focused on being an athlete and you know uh, in the trade industry and those type of things mm-hmm. i was nothing to do with e-commerce or how products even worked in that way so i actually learned how to actually wet like how to build our business what to be looking at getting all the information from lots of different sellers through who you interviewed um and I just would listen to it all the time, all the time. It just like it, it just built my knowledge so quickly. Um, and you've had some of our mentors on there, like we had Kellyanne and Paul um, that you mm-hmm. all yeah. lately. Um, yeah, yeah. We- and like just different PPC strategies and and um, just like I guess little hacks as you guys call it um, to just how to like improve just one little thing, and that's sort of taking our business to the next levels. Um, cool. Well, as you guys know, on, on the podcast, we, we have our our 60 second tips used to be 30 second tips. But, you know, you've learned and, from, you know, from those. So now it's time to pass it on. So, you know, you've been, uh, you know, in the game for a few years now. So what is something that you think is somewhat unique that you guys are doing? It could be it doesn't have to be about Helium 10 doesn't have to be about Amazon. It could be a life hack or, or something, you know having a newborn baby and running a business or it could be some cool PPC tip, but why, why don't each of you give a, a 30 to 60 second tip right now to, to pay it, to pay it back to all, all those who, who, uh, uh, or to the podcast that you learn from as well. Pay it <laughs> yeah. forward. I say, I should say, not pay it back. <laughs> yeah. Whichever. I think the biggest game changer for us has been learning to differentiate the difference between income and wealth. Um, so many people, when they start an Amazon business, they're like, or any e-commerce business, they're like, I want to quit my job. And I say to them, don't have an exit strategy, build to exit, keep your job, allow that to be the thing that pays for the groceries, pays for the rent, the mortgage, whatever, and then build your business on the side, exit for multi six, seven, whatever figures, which is ultimately going to change your life versus leaving a job and, and then like putting so much pressure on the business to then be the thing that puts bread on the table. I like it. I like it. Aiden, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I would say mine is completely to do with mindset. Like we, we talk about hacks all the time. Like I don't think we need another hack. Um, but that, that's what we got Kevin King for and, and those great people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think it's all to do with mindset. So like every time you come across a barrier, it's only to help you learn and grow. Um, so like if you go through that barrier and you learn from that and you grow from that, your business becomes better on the, out, on the other side. So 
to me, I guess my wisdom would be your business can only grow as much as you grow as a person. So, uh, yeah, that's that's based in my my. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, what what would you say to to somebody out there? You know, man or woman? Maybe you know they kind of think that you know what I probably would be stronger and be able to do more and accomplish more if my significant other was in it with me. Like what's some words of advice for those who may be reluctant uh, on, on, on how to, how to, how to get that started? Like what are, I mean, obviously, you know, you guys have been working on this for years. We can't compress all of what you've learned into to two minutes here, but, but what would be your best advice uh, for, for those people? Be willing to listen to the other person and really if there's one person in the world that you can trust to build a business alongside, it's the person that who's your partner. Right. Um, and yeah, just be, just be willing to listen and and patience. Excellent. Yeah. You probably, I would say leaving your ego at the door is a big one because like you've got two great brains, two great energy, you know, two great bodies, like put them all together and you've got a winning combination. You know, if you're going to marry someone that's like your better half of you right or more of you so if you leave your ego at the door and you don't want to fight and bicker about things and just like want to grow life then yeah you can you can have great success with each other what's um you know another thing that you guys have that's unique but there's a lot of people out there you know married or not uh there's a lot of people who live outside of the united states are like hey i i worry about you know running a business where you know i don't have boots on the ground so have you guys run into any obstacles you know you know being in australia having products manufactured in china and then the products are being sold in usa like you know with inventory and shipping and if so like how have you overcome them or is it pretty pretty smooth sailing for you honestly like the biggest hiccup for us has been navigating international tax and finding the right teams to help us do that Mm. i think yeah um We've had like little things like out of stock, um, you know, like like a, a product going down for no reason at all. Um, but like it, as you look at it, like the search volume has gone down and all that stuff like in the, the micro level of the US has changed because of the recession, all that stuff, right? So mm-hmm. um, but I would say, right, yeah, tax has been the pain because it's like everyone's giving you different information. So yeah. we're always trying to work that one out. Do you have to pay like some kind of tax in Australia uh, as well for even though you're selling only in America? It really that it just depends on where your company is set up. So like for us, because we're both tax residents of Australia, our tax comes like flows into Australia, even though we're an LLC. Um, and then we just, we have an, again, this is obviously not tax advice, but we have an Australian company here. And so, yeah, like, and that's again, like putting those pieces together through lots of different mm. consultations and yeah. yeah, partners. Yeah. Important to, 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 ask professionals, you know, not to try and just like, uh, yes. I'll just <laughs> <laughs> do whatever I want. And then if the government wants to stop me, let them know that's not something you guys mess with, uh, should mess with. All right. Well, th- this has been a great, um, a great story, you know. Like I didn't know almost any of this, you know, before, but uh, I, I knew it was going to be kind of cool. Just be, just from your story, like like how 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 cool is that? That uh, you know, you just randomly you, they didn't even, they didn't even say your name, you know, uh, on it. But you're like, wait a minute, I think they're talking about me on this podcast, you know. So that was so cool. 
Uh, if people want to reach out to you, find you on the interwebs, uh, how can they uh, find you guys? Yeah, connect with us on Instagram. Uh, we're open books. People DM us all the time about our journey. And yeah, we love sharing. So I'm uh, at Alexandra X Wyatter, W-I-A-T-R. Yeah, and I would just reach out to me by email. It's probably easier. It's like tropo2 at hotmail.com. Yes, I still- Fellow Hotmail user, love it. Yeah, <laughs> I still got Hotmail. Yes. Well, at least you didn't say like AOL or something. That would have been more for my my days. <laughs> Anyways, well, um, I, I'm still crossing my fingers that you guys might change your mind and, and make a last second trip out there to uh, Bali. If not, maybe out here in the States, you know, at one of our conferences uh, that we're attending. But but thank you very much. It's it's great to see, you know, married couple thriving uh, and, and, you know, hopefully you, uh, I, I don't hope, I know that you're, you're, this episode is going to serve as, as inspiration to hopefully some some of our other uh, listeners out there. So thanks. And, and we'll be definitely uh, reaching out to you next year to see how your journey is going. Yeah. Good. Amazing. Thanks, thanks Bradley. Bradley. Appreciate it.